0: to the PM Mastery Podcast. This podcast is all about helping you master your project management skills by sharing tips, tricks, tools, and training to get you to the next level, while sharing the stories of other project managers on their journey in project management. And now, here's your host, Walt Sparling. Welcome to episode number four. Today, we're interviewing Travis Chess, a construction project manager based out of Florida. So, Travis, welcome. Thanks, Walt. Thanks for having me on. Oh, glad to have you on. Looking forward to hearing a little bit about you. So, tell us a little bit about who you are.
1: Oh, well, I'm just an average Joe, project manager, you know, born and raised in Florida. Been here my entire life. Met, met a, a young lady uh, about 14 years ago, and she's now my wife. Met her in construction coincidentally, and I've uh, got, got three beautiful girls, ages five, nine, and 15. So we live a pretty simple life here in Tampa, in the Tampa area. My wife and I've been here since uh, 2006 and been in the construction industry for 20 plus years, depending on uh, how far back you want to go. If you count summer jobs or you, you want to count uh, an actual career, but been in the business quite a while and enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, I like building things. so.
0: So you mentioned um, that you, meant you met your wife in construction. How did that come about?
1: Yeah, I was actually uh, working. I was at a project at uh, McDill Air Force Base, and she had just recently gotten hired. She works for Geotech here in Tampa, and uh, she came over from Puerto Rico, been here a couple months, and uh, I don't know. I just, she, I was an engineer, field engineer at the time, and just started, you know, chatting with her on site one day and just kind of kicked it off and decided I'd take her on a date. So here we are 14 years later. <laughs> and what's awesome. funny is I don't think we've worked on a job since together. So,
0: <laughs> and she still does the same kind of work. Yeah. Yeah. Still in
1: the business, still doing the same thing, same company. So
0: she's actually wanted to make the leap over to the, uh, the construction side of things. You know, she's tired of playing in the dirt as she says. So yeah, I actually met my wife. I was in, uh, at the time, I was doing, working for an engineering firm as a CAT manager and IT manager. And she came on there as an engineer. And, you know, just got to know each other. And then years later, we met and boom, we're married. So we've been married uh, eight eight years now.
1: It's uh, It goes quick.
0: So tell me a little bit about your position. You mentioned you're a project manager. Tell me a little bit about your duties and you work for big company small company etc
1: yeah I work for a uh, a national company DPR construction fairly new to the company been here about almost a year and a half and you know uh, coming over here it was a little bit of a change of pace I was used to being on much larger projects now it's kind of a mix of smaller projects as uh, DPR calls it SSG work is a lot of it. It's kind of what they classify as their their smaller projects. They do have some larger projects, just they don't have too many in, in the uh, Tampa area. But we've uh, I'm actually helping out in pre-con right now on an up and coming project. Uh, it's going to be in the uh, thirty five to forty million dollar range. So that'll that'll get me back into my comfort zone where I'm used to managing one project more than several smaller projects. Um, it was kind of a change of pace coming over, having to juggle multiple jobs all at once. It's a it's a little bit different of a of a challenge, but I, I like it nonetheless. But I would like to get back on on one job. Just I don't know. There's something about you know starting on a job that's large. Uh, you get involved in it early on. You know everything from. You know, it's inception to the final close out of the project. When an owner comes up to you or anybody for that matter, and they have a question on something, I like to have an answer, no matter what it is. And I just I don't know it's a it's a good sense of uh, personal satisfaction when you uh, you deliver a project, especially a large one, and you know
0: every single thing about it, and you just kind of take that with you. Yeah, I definitely agree. The larger projects I prefer as well because you you can really sink your teeth into it you can really get detailed into it when you're bouncing around between a bunch of other projects you like, well did i do did i do that on that oh i don't remember if i did that i gotta check the calendar I gotta check my list See, have i done all the right things and then you've got to do your project status updates for every single one of them and chasing around multiple contractors and yeah the, yeah the... it's
1: it's it's a little bit different of a, of a ball game coming over i i, I was thinking it was going to be a little bit easier in, in a sense to me anyways I think it's it's almost a little more difficult you just you, there's a lot of a lot more smaller moving pieces and you don't have all the, you don't have enough time to dig into the weeds necessarily on everything like
0: you you
1: can on a larger project yeah
0: and uh, full disclaimer actually you and I met on a project where you took over a project from another pm. I don't, don't remember how long you had been with the company but uh, three weeks that, okay. <laughs> Wow. No wonder. No, yeah. <laughs> that turned out real good. And now I'm actually working with you on another project, not directly, but through through another PM. All right. So we know what you did. You've been doing it for a while. So why do you do it? And I, I say it's my that-
1: passion. It's my passion. I mean, that's just plain and simple. I like to build things. I like to figure out how to make things work. Uh, there's nothing really simple about construction. Uh, you got to have a well-laid plan and you know you just got to you got to put a lot of time and effort into figuring it out and that that's what i enjoy it uh, gives me a lot of self satisfaction and it's just it's fun to me i've always since even since i was a kid i've liked to tear things apart figure out how they work how to make them better
0: it's just it's what i do so now you've been in the industry a long time and you're obviously learning things you're you're probably getting exposed to at least a few new things here and there on some of these projects. But as far as keeping up with industry knowledge, because one thing about construction is there's change, there's new technologies, there's new methods of doing things. How do you keep up? How do you self-educate or or does your company support you? How does that go?
1: Oh, that's one thing in DPR. There, there's no shortage of uh, training opportunities. It's Sometimes it's a little overwhelming, but they're, they're constantly... Um, you know, setting up trainings on just about any and everything related to the industry. Some of it's not even related to the industry. It's just on, you know, self-improvement, how to be a better manager. And it's, it's really, it's up to you, you know, what, what you want to, what you want to, what courses you want to take, you know, how, how deep you want to go into some of these trainings, but it's, it's, it's probably one of the, the, the better perks of, of the company. Um, there's just an abundance of opportunity to
0: to improve your yourself and your skills year round. That's good. So with that, you may not have to do a lot of outside like I, in or. Yeah, I really, I really don't. In my last employer, I I would
1: study up, I'd read articles, I would um, watch YouTube videos. You know, any anything I could get my hands on, really. It was, you know, it's. That, that was one one method of uh, improving my skills, but um, now I, it's solely just you know taking the courses that are offered to me at, at DPR. And if by chance there's something that's you know not available, then they'll 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 you know they'll, they'll make sure I get the training I need, whether it's something they offer or something they need to pay for outside of the company.
0: That's cool. So the, the larger companies definitely have a little bit of advantage there. A they have a lot more experience and they have the funding where they can put together a program and they can really focus that program to how they want the employees to learn and grow. So, yeah, they're constantly changing their, their programs up. They'll they'll roll something out. And
1: it at the end of all the trainings, you know, they'll they'll do a plus delta. They want to know what worked, what didn't work, what what changes they can make to, to improve prove it for the next uh, group of audience, you know?
0: All right. So the, the other thing that we typically ask is about challenges. So in your job, do you have any specific challenges that you deal with or maybe a current challenge? I'd say my single biggest challenge is
1: time management. And that kind of goes hand in hand with running all the, the little small projects that, that I mentioned right now. I've got my hands on uh, several and I'm also helping out with the pre-construction on the up-and-coming uh, larger project. So uh, there, there's a lot of uh, meetings at this point mixed in with all the training sessions that I'm, I'm trying to, to rush through, you know, performance evaluations. Nowadays, because of COVID, you got all these Zoom meetings and it almost seems like the frequency of the meetings has increased just because they are a little bit easier to, to, or, to or organize, you know. And then mix all that in with uh you know family and parenting challenges, just life in general so it's it's a little bit of a struggle, but it's you know it's worth it Good and deal. i actually got got two challenges and the second one is you know i've been i was with my last employer for over fifteen years, and they had a very set way of doing business and you know just being with them for so long it's their 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 ways of doing things is Basically ingrained in my DNA, so I'm trying to trying to adjust to the, the DPR way of doing things, and it's not entirely different, but there there is quite a few differences. And at a year and a half in, I'm I'm still it's still a little bit of a challenge for me, but I'm working through it.
0: Yeah, that's definitely something that I think a lot of people challenge are challenged with when they change jobs. Is uh, even in project management, there are standards out there on how things are done, but when you get out into the world they're not so standardized. Each company has their own methodologies and their own forms and software that they prefer to use. And even though it's still about managing your time and your schedule, it's different in each in each place that you go.
1: Absolutely. And there's one thing that always annoys me when you're working with somebody who's came from somewhere else. You don't want to constantly hear about how they did it and this and that. So I, I try to, I, I naturally want to say, well, I used to do it like this and that, but I, I have to be cognizant of of that and I I try to avoid saying things like that you know because I'm not there anymore so it doesn't really even matter
0: right unless there's something that was better there (laughs) yeah and you can say listen we could at least try this because it definitely worked absolutely so that's cool so speaking of which what about tools so do you have any favorite tools that you use software hardware right now my uh, I love trying new things new software
1: right now my my Favorite new toy is uh, the Rico Theta. It's a 360 camera. It's it's been working wonderfully f- for the needs that I have right now, which is uh, documenting some existing conditions on a, on a project that I'm gonna we're gonna be doing a fit out on an office building. It's got a lot of components in the uh, in the in the core and shell of the building right now, and just trying to coordinate. It's we're actually coordinating across our company and two other GCs that are working. And everybody's kind of been working in silos. So, you know, being able to go out in the field and take a 360 degree photo, of existing conditions, and then you can even do video with it and, and to be able to go back to the office and, and a couple of days later, you know, something comes up, oh man, I need to look up what was in that space. And you just pull out the 360 video or the photos and you can just spin it around any angle you need to look at and whatever you need is right in front of you.
0: It's amazing. That is cool because I I know over the years, I spent a lot of time on the design side and we asked, used to go out and document existing conditions and it never failed. You missed the one photo. And uh, we we would create methodologies. Okay. When you, you got to take a picture from far away, then you got to take a picture a little bit closer. Then you go into the details. That way, you know, what's associated with what wall because a lot of times you're collecting them and providing them to someone else to help with the design. And they're like, I have, a, I have no idea what this is. So the 360 and the where you can get the entire space in, it's like, you don't even have to think about it. It's just automatic. That's right. Yep.
1: And I use that in conjunction with, uh, with a, a website service called Struction Site. You upload your your floor plans, you uh, pinpoint your location on the plan on your phone. And when you take the uh, the photo or the video, it knows exactly where you're at and it just syncs up to the cloud And it's right where you need it, and you can share with anybody that uh, you need
0: to share with. Awesome! That sounds like a pretty powerful setup. So what else? It's it's worked out really. It's it's worked out really good for us. We had a
1: little bit of experience with it at my previous employer, and then uh, we just we haven't really used it too much here at uh, my current company. And then I was in the office a few weeks ago, and I realized they had one, and I was like, "Oh man, I gotta have it." <laughs> Been using it ever since. It was actually uh, belonged to one of the PMs in the office, and I, I told them I couldn't. I didn't think I was going to be able to part ways with it, so I actually had to go and uh, had to get it back, and I went and bought my own. So now, uh, uh, now I got my. That's great. There's uh, a few other tools that really uh, have come in handy recently. I know a lot of people may use them, some maybe not so much. Microsoft OneNote is kind of my go-to for, for note-taking. You can put a lot of information in, in one document and, you know, share it with whoever you need to sync it up with the cloud and Microsoft Teams. I know that's really taken off here. This, especially since COVID, it's, it's kind of my online uh, meeting software of choice right now. I know our company's pushing it pretty hard for um, just trying to get all of our team members on the same page, you know, between document sharing and live documents and just trying to keep everybody all in one place. And what we're kind of getting away from, from using you know any of the other uh,
0: types of online chat services and strictly just using Microsoft Teams. Yeah, our company has gone pretty much solid with that. We still use WebEx for large scale trainings, but all local meetings with internally or with clients are done with Microsoft Teams. Pretty powerful. They've also made a ton of improvements. Like you said, it really took off. That and Zoom really took off this year. But I think Zoom was kind of ahead of the game and Microsoft was like, well, no, we're going to catch up. So they've been doing a lot of improvements over the last couple of months.
1: Yeah, I've, I've noticed a lot of changes. It, it just seems to work a little bit better. And I don't know, just the fact that, you know, my company uses it. So we, we have a lot of files. We do a lot of online, you know, sending chat, uh, setting up chat sessions and just shooting quick messages back and forth. And it seems like, especially over like the last few months, it's just really taken off within our company and everybody's starting to use it more. It's been available for a while, but I think everybody's fully starting to embrace it and use it to its full potential. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Any others? Love Bluebeam. I know pretty much everybody in the industry, you know, uses Bluebeam for the most part. It does a a lot of, has a lot of useful uses for it. You can do takeoff with it. It's by far the best program that I've used as far as marking up documents and, and especially like the, uh, the studio sessions, like just the other day, uploaded a, you know, set of plans. We got our whole team looking at it, dropping comments all at the same time so it's just it, it it's really useful for for what we do in this industry and then you know if if we're out in the field or something plan grid is is my 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 document program of choice it's got a lot of other useful issues too uh, creating punch list and you know doing inspections and stuff like that it just seems to work really well you sync all the plans up to your your ipad or your even your phone and when you're out in the field you just whip it out and everything's right where you need it so we do a lot of plan grid
0: documentation. So you can do with that, the photos and sync it with a comment so you can build your punch list from there.
1: Yep. You can upload, you can, you know, note the room you're in. You can set it up to tag. You can have certain tags in there, you know, plumbing, electrical, mechanical. You can set it up to automatically send out notifications to subcontractors if they have open punch list items. Like you said, you take a photo and everything is, you know, attached to that. It's that attached to that tag and that room and everything is right where they need it. we we'll even do a little snippet of where the issue's at within the room. We'll show a little uh, picture of the floor plan and it'll show exactly where it's at in that room. Very useful for what we do. Very powerful. And I'd say lastly, you know, everybody's using cloud storage these days, but I've used pretty much all of them out there. My last employer was big into uh, to Google Google Drive and, you know, we we use Box the DPR, and it just seems to work like perfectly. It syncs up, especially if you're using Box Drive on your computer, sync everything up. It's actually streaming the files from online, but it makes it look like it's right on your computer and it, it syncs really fast. I know some of the other services have a delay and it just doesn't seem to work as good, at least from my experience. And Box just seems to, to, to work seamlessly
0: for, for our needs. Yeah, we actually, our firm was big into Box, and they've recently made the shift to OneDrive. And they do, because they do a lot of uh, SharePoint online stuff that's, we have the same thing. You can sync the folders with your computer, and it's just like you, it's local, even though it's really a separate folder structure that's uh, in the cloud. And I have noticed some hesitations with even your personal documents, because it's like, from the corporate standpoint, they take your profile. And they put it on the cloud, so then it's accessible on your computer. But when it does updates, my God, it just seems like it drags. It's so frustrating. Technology is
1: great, but you know that's that's one of the downsides. It's sometimes it sometimes these you, know, you got whether it's Google Drive, Box, or OneDrive doesn't matter. It's sometimes that, that's that's the downside to having it on your computer, constantly syncing up files. It slows things down, especially if you have. Files, you know, set to to view offline, and it's it's actually you know constantly downloading everything, and it it, sometimes it can really bring your computer down to its knees. Yeah.
0: So, lastly, one of the things that I started doing at work was with our team is a little did you know thing, and it's basically it was just something I wanted to try to mix things up in a meeting, and turned out it was super popular. They wanted to when I stopped doing it, they wanted me to do it again. So now I do it all the time. And I thought that would be cool to do here on the podcast. And with all the different people we're gonna interview, they've got to have something that they can share that people out there don't know. So do you have a did you know you could share? Actually, I do. My father lives in Alaska. We had a lot of conversations about,
1: you know, how different things are there versus here. And one thing is, you know, they have pretty low population, at least uh, in comparison to you know, the the states. So turns out that you know they're the largest state by size, by landmass, but they have one of the lowest populations in the entire US, which comes in at about 735,000 people. They're actually number four in the smallest, lowest population in the United States. And I'm from Tampa. So just as a comparison, Tampa area has got 2.8 million people and this entire state only has 735,000 people. I find that pretty interesting. Yeah. And you can fit a, quite a
0: few Florida's in Alaska.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's in, you know, comparison to the 331 million people in the United States, it's only 0.02% of the entire population. So it's, uh, it's apparent that Alaska may not be for everybody. <laughs> yeah. It's not for me. You know, it's a little too cold for my blood, especially born and raised in Florida. I can't handle the cold, so I don't think I'll ever live in Alaska. But, you know, somebody like my daddy, he, he loves it there. He he likes living out in the middle of nowhere, and he loves it freezing temperatures. Heck, he's FaceTimed me before in 20, 30 degree weather outside in a t-shirt. Now I'm like, <laughs> man, the wind blows in Florida, and I'm putting on a sweater or something. So different strokes, different folks. Yeah, and yeah, there's one other thing. It's uh, it's got he. It's always been a, a running joke. You know, he, he's had with me. He said it's there's uh, there's there's ten men to every one woman. Well, I had to look it up. Not necessarily true, but they do have the highest male to female ratio in the United States. So it's kind of a running joke with with him. He he says you don't you don't break up with your girlfriend. You just lose your turn. So, so. <laughs> well,
0: that's funny. Yeah, I've been there twice. One, I went up and stayed for a couple of weeks and got to do some camping up in the mountains near uh, Portage and stayed with some friends in anchor. And then my wife and I actually took our anniversary cruise up to Alaska out of uh, Seattle. It was really nice. We're, we're going to do a 10-year and uh, repeat the trip. So looking forward to that. So, Travis, I greatly appreciate you spending some time with us. I'm hoping that down the road, right now it's we're kind of primarily interview focused, getting a feel for the different types of PM positions out there. Right now, this you're the fourth person and everyone's construction so far. I do have someone coming up in the software industry and I'm hoping to reach out to some other folks in the training industry and uh, got one guy possibly lined up in healthcare. So the whole thing is about there's there's a lot of things you can do as a project manager, a lot of industries, and kind of get a feel for what's out there, and then share some tools. So we talked about some tools, but down the road, I want to have some of the folks back, like OneNote. I love OneNote. I'd like to see how some of the other PMs are actually using them. We have a PM in our group that is just incredible in one note. And I've picked up a few things from her. So that's kind of the, the goal for down the road. Uh, hopefully we'll have you back. I do appreciate you spending some time with us and. Uh, Absolutely. But I could contribute. Well, it is much appreciated. And for everyone else, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode of PM mastery. All
1: right. All right.
0: Thanks, Walt.